Hey there, Sandwich Society. Before we dive right in, let me tell you about JoyFest. It's free, it's awesome, and you can be a part of it. We see our lives as a series of milestones, counting keenly our victories and our failures, right? Our happy memories, however, are often not made of grand moments, but of little joys that color our daily lives. Well, one trick to life is that if you want to keep your joy alive, you need to share it with others. This joy fest that I'm talking about is a perfect opportunity to do just that. Every few years, Biz Catalyst, and that's the publishing division of 360 Nation, a for-good, not-for-profit organization, they do an event that literally is just to promote some good in the world. Seriously. I know you're thinking, well, okay, what's the catch, Mark? There's no catch. It's just to be good, to do good, to put some good into the world. In the past, they have done Hope Fest. They've done Bucket Fest. This year, they're doing Joy Fest, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Go to the site. I'll say it. You're going to forget it, but I'm going to say it just in case someone can't see the show notes. They'll have to play this back to do it, but I, but the the link will also be in the show notes. It's bizcatalyst360.com slash joyfest dash 360. Go to the link in the show notes and upload an up to three minute video. It doesn't have to be that long. Upload a one minute, upload a 30 second video. Just don't go over three. But tell the world what you're joyful about, what you're grateful for, what brings you happiness. And you can do this with somebody too if you're a little camera shy. My wife and I are going to do it together. We're going to contribute a message. So be a part of this. It's it's a really cool thing. So that link will be in the show notes. And you have until March 31st, 2024 to get that submission in. Just go do it now. Go submit a 30-second video just to tell people what makes you happy, what brings you happiness, what brings you joy. All right. That topic actually kind of relates to what I want to talk about today. I want to dive into a topic that's both nostalgic and, well, hopefully inspiring to you in some way. But it's not just a pep talk. By the end, I want to give you some real tools to work with here. Remember those carefree days when we used to draw as kids? I mean, everybody drew, right, when you're a kid. You did it in kindergarten. You did it at home. Often, for me, I would I would typically, I can remember being like four, drawing. And I would draw a house, which was essentially a triangle on top of a square. I'd draw a couple of windows and a door on the house. Then a, a little tree off to the side, kind of bubble up the leaves there. And uh, maybe some stick figures would be me and my family. If I felt like getting fancy, I'd draw a dog in there or something. <laughs> Put a circle with some rays in the corner for the sun. Uh, a pair of curved check marks in the sky that were birds. Maybe draw some clouds. And voila, a masterpiece was produced. Crayons, pencils, pens, markers, it didn't matter. A world of imagination flowed from mine, your, from our fingertips onto paper. But somewhere along the way, many of us, most of us, I would guess, stopped picking up that pencil, that crayon, that marker. Why? Why did we stop? More importantly, should we start back again? And how? How do we even tap back into that creative energy? And I mean this both literally, like you should draw, (laughs) and as a metaphor for life, of course. That is, how can we tap back into the childlike curiosity we had as kids and have a willingness to draw, create, do other things without fear of judgment from others? That's what's really going on here, right? 
That's the picture that I want to paint today on this episode of Zen Sandwich. You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor turned Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. Hey, quick shout out to this episode's sponsor. You got to go check out MandateToElevate.com. They have revamped the site, but all the goodies are still there and they keep adding more all the time. There is a writing course there that will take you all the way from an aspiring writer to becoming a publisher's favorite. There's also a four-week mentorship program there called Path to Confidence. There are books. There's a free affirmation exercise, a gratitude journal, also free. Byron and Mariah Edgington have put something together that is designed to make you a better person, (laughs) a more confident person. And that's their mandate to elevate you. Mandate to elevate.com. Go check it out. That is also in the show notes. All right, let's get back to the drawing board. See what I did there? In a world that can feel overwhelming, demanding, zigzagging all over the place in the news and politics and Zoom meetings, It is all too easy to lose touch with our inner child, right? Our days are filled with deadlines, responsibility, and societal expectations. Boo. (laughs) Double boo. What if I told you that reconnecting with the simple act of drawing could be the key to unlocking a more carefree, curious, and fulfilled life? Remember the unbridled joy of grabbing a piece of paper and creating something from scratch? It didn't matter if it was a masterpiece or a doodle. The act of drawing was a gateway to self-expression and limitless possibilities. So why did we stop? Well, enter the pressure cooker of adulthood, I suppose. As we grew older, societal expectations and the fear of judgment crept in. Our drawings became less about self-expression and more about meeting external standards. We stopped drawing to please ourselves and we started drawing to please others. The fear of not being good enough, the fear of judgment, these became barriers to our creativity. Sprinkle in a loss of self-confidence or over self-criticism, time constraints, maybe even the argument that schools begin focusing more on math and science than your doodling or finger painting skills (laughs) somewhere along the way we all just stop we just stop drawing here's the thing life doesn't have to be a gosh darn masterpiece (laughs) in fact it almost never is right life is messy a good life a fun life a creative life a life where your soul feels alive is a life that embraces the messy the imperfect lines and finds beauty in the process it's time to rekindle that childlike curiosity and approach life with the same wonder we had when we were kids with a blank sheet of paper 
All right, so just in case you need a little more convincing, let's look at some of the benefits backed by medical research. Not just some wacky Zen guy saying this. Studies show drawing and creative art reduce stress and anxiety. As we get older, we come up with new things to worry about, right? But when we pick up a colored pencil or a paintbrush, we set those fears aside and focus on the present. I'm always talking about we live too much in the past or we dwell too much on the future that probably won't turn out the way we meticulously plan it. Well, drawing, painting, art, it forces you to be present. And anyone listening to this that's ever had trouble meditating, and I know there's a lot of you out there, hey, pick up a pencil and draw instead. You're likely to get a very similar result as you would if you sat in the lotus position and meditated. Because when you live in the present moment, you're at peace. And just about nothing anchors you to the present quite as much as doing a drawing. Studies also show that cortisol, the human stress hormone, is indeed reduced by making art, by creating. And here's the good news. It does not have to be particularly good art. Just doodle, man. (laughs) The positive effects of drawing has also been shown to be residual. That is, even after you put the pencil down, you are more likely to be calmer, more at peace. Drawing also improves cognition. We all worry that our cognitive function will decline with age, right? I mean, a lot of us do. Alzheimer's, dementia. The older we get, the more we think about those possibilities. Studies have also shown that making art not only chills you out, It improves your cognitive functions. It helps you remember better, pay attention better, solve problems faster. Why? Because drawing is about focus and attention. You can't really draw anything if your mind is all over the place. Learning is a lifelong adventure. I challenge you to foster a a growth mindset like that. Always growing. Never be done. Never, Never be complete. It's like... You know, I think people read self-help books like, oh, this will complete me. I'll, I'll be a complete person. Don't be complete. And you might retire, retire from work, that is, your business life, but never retire from learning new stuff. So, okay, how do we do it? How do we get back into it? Well, I looked that up for you, too. Here is a one-week regiment that is doable, it's fun, And in the end, it's a tremendous metaphor for doing a lot more than just drawing. The first step before you do the first step is to let go of the fear of judgment. Understand that it's okay to be imperfect. All right, you ready? Day one, just draw circles. Seriously, some pro artists do this as an exercise to warm up. Assuming you're not a pro artist yet, just do that. Fill up one page and they don't have to be perfect circles just draw circles day two draw like a kid like what i described in the beginning just draw draw like you were five years old draw a box put a triangle on it boom that's a house stay with me this is going beyond drawing day three get inspired from a book a movie look for something you see during your day it it could be an outfit in a shop and draw based on that inspiration whatever you want to draw day four is study go to youtube and follow a tutorial go pick your favorite animal like go onto youtube and type in how to draw (laughs) 
how to draw a cartoon capybara. I guarantee, I, I am recording this without looking, but I guarantee there's a YouTube video on that. Go pick a YouTube video that's not more than five minutes and follow the tutorial. Day five, draw a still life. Pick something in your home, an apple, some scissors, a candle, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Again, it does not have to be perfect. Day six, draw as an adult. Just like the day when we drew like a kid, but this time put a little elbow grease into it and a little bit of more attention into the details. Now, easy there, Rembrandt. Don't agonize because you can't draw a photograph as well as the copy machine can. Just draw to draw something nice with a little detail. Get lost in the details on this one. Day seven. Day seven's always the same for everything. Rest. Take a break. Go watch a movie. Do nothing. Or draw if you want to. Do whatever you want. But no matter what your faith <laughs> or philosophy is, take one day out of the week and rest. All right, here's the grand finale. Apply that same seven-day regiment to some other area of your life that you want to improve or bring back or start anew. If you're talking exercise, day one is like drawing circles. Just do something simple. Day two, work out like a kid. Go jump on a little trampoline if you got one. Listen to Michael Jackson or Madonna songs. <laughs> Whatever you listen to as a kid. Three, get inspired. Go watch the montage from Rocky and then go run up a hill. You get the idea. This seven-day formula can be modified to improve, bring back, or start something new, anything. The key in whatever it is you do is don't try to be perfect and laugh while you're doing it. That's pretty much good whole life advice right there. That's it. There you have it, folks. Don't try to be perfect in life, in art. Go bring back drawing into your life. Keep it simple. Have fun. Laugh along the way. There's your Zen sandwich. Hey there, Sandwich Society. If you enjoyed this episode, Zen Sandwich is a listener-supported podcast, and we sure could use all the help we can get. Even just a fiver is appreciated. Go to zensamage.com and you could do a direct donation through PayPal or become a monthly supporter through Patreon. Either way, it makes my day and it keeps the lights on for the show. As always, thanks for listening and breathe. Don't forget to breathe. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.